Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Nah. What can you say dominate? And we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. Good morning, everybody in the radio world. This is your boy, DC, along with the Dirty Bird here on the Kang Gang Radio Show, Sirius XM Channel 145. A lot to talk about, a lot to get to. What a great, great week we've had so far. Again, I say a great week because Saturday was a previous week, Bird, so we're looking forward to a great <laughs> week this week, right? So want to preface that. So, uh, Bird, how's it going, man? What's going on up there in the 772? Feeling good, man. I'm ready for the rebound, bro. That's that's all there is to it, man. I'm ready to I'm ready to hang seventy on on Central Connecticut State. Northwestern University <laughs> State Institute of Technology, whatever they call themselves, man. We need a we need a rebound and we need it bad, man. We need to look good doing it. So, is there any way possible University of Miami can just forfeit this game and say, hey, look, we're just going to give you the money, whatever we're, we're we're paying you, whether it be half a mil. Say, look, just stay up there. We're going to work this week for practice. We got to do our tackling drills on Saturday. You know, we're going to get the tire out. We're going to bring it out to the rock. We're going to get tackling dummies. And you guys just don't need to come here. We'll just uh, we'll play by ourselves. What do you think? Heck no. Heck no. no. Because you know what? Every other program in the nation has had that opportunity to beat up on a team this year except us, man. No, but we listen, at the end of the day, like the only team that we – the only team we got beat by – I mean, obviously the score is indicative. We lost to Michigan State, but Alabama was really the only team that beat us. We are self-inflicted beating ourselves. The Michigan State game was clearly a winnable ball game by any fashion that you can think about. I mean, again, you're driving. You're already up 7-3. We have a touchdown, surefire touchdown in the end zone. Will Mallory drops the ball. You're going up 14-3 at that point. That game, yeah. though, that game could be a blowout on Miami side, right? So, yeah. but listen, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll talk about it. But uh wasn't a great week for, for South Florida football in general. Obviously, we don't like to talk about a lot of the NFL here on the Kang game, but we do occasionally. And uh, But before we get into anything, do you have our predictions from last week and see how bad we did? Ah, I do, actually. Okay. I, I want to do it from, from, from the beginning of the show. I don't want to wait to the end of the show. I want to know how bad we did. Okay, okay. So, Virginia Tech, West Virginia. I picked I West had, Virginia, right? You did. Okay. I had Virginia Tech 33-30. You had West Virginia 27-24. Well, what was the score? Uh, well, hold on, man. I got to get these pulled up then. Hang on, hang on. Bro, I'll help you. But I think it was be- probably pretty close. I nailed one of the point totals, by the way. I, I okay. looked at these earlier today. But uh, right. let's see. Week three scores. Since we have NCAA, the opportunity to do this, we'll do this because yeah, let's uh, do let's do this let's do this review live on air here. Okay. Listen, I think I did pretty good on that prediction. I think I did. All right, all right. Let's see here. Watch you hit the whole thing. Hang on. Oh, where is that game? Uh, don't uh, don't uh, leave uh, me don't leave me hanging here. I'm trying. I'm trying. Bro, I'm I could look the individual scheme up. Hang on. I could have pulled that up quicker than you. <laughs> of course, here. WV. 20, 27-21. Ooh, you were within three points, man. Bro, yeah. So chalk that up for code. That's a 1-0 uh, <laughs> on, on our five-game pick. So what do All we right, have well, next? 
Spoiler, we ended with the same record this week. So, oh, damn it, <laughs> you thought That's... you had me. All right, what else we got? All right, so next one is UVA, UNC. Damn, I took Virginia. We both took Virginia. I took okay. Virginia 31 21. You took Virginia 35 17. 35 17. Yes. Holy crap. The final on that game was a robust 59 to 39. So our next two ACC opponents uh, combined for what is that? Uh, 98 points. Yeah, 98 points. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, what yeah. What was my prediction? 30 what? 35 to 17. Well, I was close on on the losing end, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, all right, next game we had was Auburn Penn State. I know uh, we, I picked I picked Auburn, and we did. We did. I thought it was close. It was in the twenties. Well, we were we were, yeah. So uh, it was twenty eight twenty Penn State over Auburn. Yep. Uh, I had Auburn seventeen ten. You had Auburn twenty four twenty one. So you were wow. pretty close on the score. Just got the lost. winner wrong. <laughs> hey, you know, again, they, they had an opportunity early to, uh, late in the game. They were down like fourth fourth and goal, and um. Should have maybe kicked a field goal and went down by one, but or whatever, down by five and try to get the ball back. So go ahead. What else we got? Next one was uh, Wake FSU. I, I said twenty-one yeah. twenty. I said twenty-one twenty. Wake. Oh, you gave it to him. So this is the one where I nailed the point point total right. I had Wake Forest thirty-five, FSU twenty-eight, no and it was way. thirty-five to fourteen. So I nailed the points on that one, man. Yeah, we're actually pretty good at this. <laughs> yeah, we're we're getting better. I mean, obviously, it, it doesn't hurt to throw out. And then I think the last game was the. Uh, uh, Alabama Florida game. I had that big. Yep. I yeah, had 20, we, 28 points. We both did. We both had Alabama with 48. Um, I, I had it 48 10. You had it 48 14. And that one was 31 29 on the final. So, <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this. So, in, in the last couple, uh, last couple times that Florida has played Alabama, that game's been really close. Now, we're, we're sitting there. Obviously, we got back home from, from the Rock. And, you know, I'm like, well, let me watch this game. Obviously, uh, Alabama was already up 18 um, in early in the first quarter. And so we started watching the game, and then it got close. And Maria's like, oh, well, man, well, do you want Florida to win? I said, ain't no way in hell I want Florida <laughs> to win. She's like, but, you, but what about Alabama losing? Yeah, they can lose to any other team except for Florida or Florida State because I will no. never hear the end of that. Your never. Twitter world would just be like – it just it's insane, right? They could, so, they could be one and eleven in that one win. We would never hear the end. Oh, of it. bro. So yeah. So it was uh, it was kind of a funny thing. Maria's like, oh, well, don't you want Florida to win, or just don't you want Alabama to lose? Yeah, but just not the Florida. So yeah. we had to establish that kind of early on. <laughs> so so you know one thing about me, man. I hate the Gators more than anything. I love the Canes and I hate the Gators and everything else. And all sports, pro, college, all that is just mashed potatoes in the middle, right? Correct. Correct. But I but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some respect at Dan Mullen here on on a on a comment. One hundred percent. You know where you know where I'm going with this, right? Talking about the fans, right? Yes. Yes. So what? here was here was the comment that um and I didn't realize this was actually Emory Jones's dad that posted this. I kind of find that out after it, but uh, he said this. He's quoting Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen, Gator fans need to understand that they fans play a critical role in the success of this team. He summed what I've been saying up since game one. Speak nothing but positivity into each player. This is our team and these are your kids, too. So let me touch on that, because obviously let me preface this by saying, Bird, roughly. Seven months ago. I'll, I'll say seven, eight months ago. I was that guy that's like, screw this. We're doing what we want to do. You know, who cares? I've always been positive as far as 
conducting myself as far as coaches, student athletes, you know, people sure. like that. You know, obviously here on the radio, you know, we have some things that we're trying to work through. And and I was being Mr. Negative about like, screw this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. And you're like, oh no, no, no. And then literally, like the last four months, five months maybe, we've kind of flipped the script where I'm like, you know what? No, we're gonna try to do things the right way. We're gonna try to be positive, we're gonna try to you know, work the system per se. And you're all like, no, screw that. Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> right, so, but Put, putting the dirty and dirty bird. Correct. But obviously like you, you have come to know me as, as an individual who literally tries to be as positive and as respectful. And I say this all the time. I am just a fan. All I do is go to the stadium home or away, whether it's on social media, my job is to root, to cheer, and support, win or lose at all costs. I'm not catching. I'm not throwing. I'm not running. I'm not coaching. I'm cheering. Win or lose, that is my responsibility as a fan. Yeah. And I'm with you on that now, right? Oh, like, that now, like now, now, Bird. I love no, listen, it. <laughs> listen, listen. You know, we, we've ran the gamut of emotions, man. This team is – you know, has, has underperformed. I mean, it's like I was saying, I was joking at the beginning of the year, you know, the, the Michael Scott meme, there's no question about it. I'm ready to get hurt again. Well, guess what? We're getting hurt again, <laughs> you know, but you know, the, the more like, like I, I really thought about it a lot and I'm like, you know, like I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to be that guy. Right. Like, you know, I, I really was, and I was critical of, of Manny over, you know, over his record and really probably the six, what I would say are the, the big games or something that they've had on the line. Right. We haven't showed up prepared to play, right? But at the same time, you know, I'm not on that 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 fire Manny train, right? Because look, if you if you fire a coach, right, you have to go. It's it is a massive process and a long process of building yourself back up. Now, you know, granted, some teams you can say, oh well, what about you know Mel Tucker and you know, I mean, you can you can pick individual people out and individual successes that have came out. But the general thought is is that. You know, this is not it's not a quick fix. Right. And, you know, the more I thought about it, I still think we are on the upward trajectory. Right. From where we were at six and seven last year, I think we were probably a little lucky to skate through at eight and three in a, in a really weird year. But when you look at it this year, man, and I know I've, I've harped on this and I don't think a lot of people agree with me, but I don't care. You know, the first three games that we've played. I've been unreal, right? Like just the the matchups that there, you know, I mean, there hasn't been anything easy for us, right? And every, I mean, every team's given us their best. They've brought their best against us, man. And you know, I, I think it's really, you know, the ball hasn't gone our way. Calls haven't gone our way. I mean, you you name it, man. Like nothing has gone our way so far this year. But all that being said, you know, I still think this is a good team, and I still think this is a team that's gonna that's gonna win some games. And the ACC is garbage this year, right? Like even Clemson won, what was it, 12 or 14 to 8 against yeah. Georgia Tech? Like, Yeah. And, and so I'm going to preface this by saying we could very easily be 0-3, but mm-hmm. we could very easily be 2-1. You know, you look at that game against Michigan State. Obviously, you escaped against App State, but there was numerous opportunities for you to blow the doors off of that game and, and really win big at App State. Again, yep. Mental mistakes, turnovers, penalties, drop balls, led one thing to another, whatever the case may be. Now you're going to Michigan State, who to me seems to be a very disciplined team. Mel Tucker has that team kind of going in the right direction. Obviously, 
you know, they get ranked up to the top 20. And I don't think that that means anything because I'm not a big believer in preseason rankings. I'm not a big believer in rankings in like the first four or five weeks because you really don't play anybody until you really get into conference play. So, you know, I want to see what they do when they end up playing a Michigan, a Wisconsin, Ohio State, a Penn State, you know, those type of games. That's where you really see the true test of a team, right? Obviously, and let me say this, and you might agree, you may disagree. I think the ACC is the weakest of the Power Five conferences. Do you agree or disagree? Absolutely agree right now. Right. I mean, the, right. the the proofs in the the product that they're laying out there. I mean, Correct. we've got we've had a couple of okay wins. Pittsburgh beat uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, what does that um, mean? I mean, there's a handful. I can't even think of another one off the top of my head of a game yeah, that we Duke, won. Duke gets beat by Charlotte, right? I mean, <laughs> you, you, I'm just saying you're looking at you know you're looking at games like that. Yeah. I mean, I think Duke is probably the bottom dweller of the ACC. But the yes. University of Miami is probably right next to them. Well, besides Florida State, right? So out of the what 14 teams, we might be sitting at 12. I mean, I, I'm being realistic. I think there's that many teams, not talent-wise, but just win-loss record-wise. I think Miami's got to get back to finding their identity. And I mean mm-hmm. this by identity is catch the ball, run the ball. When's the last time we saw a running back run the ball to break a, break a tackle instead of getting tackled for a two-yard loss on a hit? Like, I don't see that. I did see something that impressed me against Michigan State, and that was watching Bashar Smith coming in for one play. Now, obviously, there was a, a penalty, which I don't agree with the call with the peelback block, but it was a call that was made. It wiped out like a 12-, 13-yard gain, but you saw what he could do. And I think that's one of the biggest problems with the University of Miami's football team right now. They can't get to the outside and run the ball. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to bring in a Thad Franklin, if you're going to bring in a Cody Brown, at least let them carry the rock. And they're not even – like, they come in there as, like, a decoy. You know, that happened a couple of years ago when Lorenzo Lingard, here it is a five-star running back, but, you know, we were playing Duke in the rain. You bring him in to be a lead blocker. Like, huh? <laughs> like so these are the things that – these are some of the things that I look at and I see – and. And, and I talk about mental mistakes because the block, that, that penalty that I'm talking about on the Brashard Smith run against Corey Gaynor, he's your four-year, five-year senior, whatever he is. He's your captain of the team. Like, the play's already outside. You have to know better. You don't need to make that block. You don't need to try to make that block. That's where I feel like the mentality and the maturity, just something's lacking. You can't blame that on coaching, Bird. There's no way you, you, can, can, no, you, you can't can. blame coaching and say, oh, well, we kind of taught him how to do that. No, no, that's on the individual themselves. Now, there are issues with the coaching. Like Again, I, I'm not going to even blame the Gervin Hall potential tackle on coaching. Because oh, that's absolutely – that's 110% on that kid. You grew so, up playing football. You know to you know to tackle the ball carrier, not go over to the to the blocker. I, I mean, it, 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 I saw so many posts on that that were saying, you know, I, I, the more I watch it, the less sense it makes. And it's true because every time I watch it, I'm just like, like I just doesn't comprehend like what he did there. Unbelievable to see. And again, now you're going to get the, you're going to get the keyboard warriors. Oh, you're wearing Sean Taylor's number, you know, but again, you know, who wore, thir- who wore 26 before Sean Taylor? Do you know? I'll tell you. Uh, hold on. Anthony Reddick. I know he did before. Anthony Reddick was after Sean Taylor. Right. Before Sean Taylor. Yeah. Oh, before ST Warren? You're, you're drawing a blank here on me, man. Aaron Moser. 
I would never have guessed. I don't even know who that I'm is. White guy. So just, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. Let me, let me hold on. I got to Google because I got to make sure. We got, a, we got a minute. Hold on. So Aaron Moser, uh, pull him up. Let me see. if I, Let me make sure I'm right. I, I believe it was Aaron Moser. That's impressive, bro, if you know that. Aaron Moser. <laughs> Hurricanes. Well, as you as you're pulling that up, though, man. I yeah. mean, look, I, I I somewhat get the you know the the the, the sacredy of of the of the number, right? Yeah, correct. But it's one play, right? Yes. And, well, you're right. Oh my gosh, was I right? I was right. <laughs> I'm about to show you. <laughs> look at that, man. That's impressive. Aaron Moser, don't get me started. I know my history. <laughs> look at this, man. Look at this picture here, Aaron Moser. <laughs> rocking the two six. So, um, but you know, and again, you can't say that because, you know, like no one really wears 75 and you say, Oh, you know, your D tackle, you know, take that off, you know, Vince Wolfork number or, you know, 67 Russell Maryland or 76 Warren Sapp. Like everybody's going to have to put a number on, right? If the university of Miami wants to sit, sit there and, and, and make the fans happy, they retire two six. Cause at the end of the day, like it, it's just one of those things where it's not an iconic number at the university of Miami. So listen, we'll talk about that when we get back. We'll be right back on the Kangang Radio Show. Me and Bert are just getting started. Um, wasn't a good last Saturday. Let me put it that way. So we'll be right back, and uh, we'll, we'll keep chopping it up. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apola? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. 
Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva contra la caballota, la reina y mi queen. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back, second edition here, second segment of the Kang Gang Radio Show. We are chopping it up on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Shout out to the boys that, that are holding it down for us. Um, Frank, the Amigo, Lil Amigo, everybody at Slam Production, Pitbull, everybody over there at Slam Radio, man. We appreciate you guys. Mr. 305. Hey. Um, so, you know, we were talking about the whole Gervin Hall situation. And do you think the University of Miami should retire number 26? No. Because here's the thing. If you start retiring numbers, you set a precedence that's, you know, why does this guy, why doesn't that guy? I think you just don't do any of them. You still put guys in the ring of honor, right, which he's already he's already up there. That's why you have a ring of honor, right? Um, but, in, you know, in the NFL, I can I believe in it, you know, in retiring numbers. In college, no, because, you know, you, feel, you, you, you go through guys for so long. Guys only play, you know, max of well, four or five years, or if you're in the case of Scott Patch, nine years, you know, yeah. but – <laughs> yeah. Shout out! Shout out to our boy Patch, right? But what, num- uh, what number we want to call him? We want to call him number one because he's at Colorado State. Call him nineteen, which is the original number, or seventy-one. All depends what we want to call. Him. I, I, he's always nineteen to me, man. That, listen, he—that's the OG number, man. One nine. So. The OG, that's right. You know, and I agree with you. I, I don't think that you retire Sean Taylor's number at the University of Miami. Not saying that he wasn't a great player, and, and obviously he did—he did a lot of stuff at the University of Miami. Um, you look at some of the games that he played that single-handedly, like literally kind of controlled the games, the FSU game in 2003, you know, in the rain with the three interceptions, like, you sure. know, you know, but, but at the end of the day, like there's other guys that have been there who's done the same thing. You know, you look at, you know, people like Benny Blades, you look at people like uh, Gino Toretta won the Heisman Trophy, Benny Testaverde won the Heisman. You're not retiring their numbers and they won the best award ever in college football. Right. So, like no. if, if you're not going to retire their numbers, and I don't think you retire Sean Taylor's number. And again, it's no disrespect to Sean Taylor uh, for what he put, you know, what he did on the field. And obviously, I thought he would have had a great career in the NFL. Um, you know, in unfortunate situations. One thing that reminds me, I was watching it today. I happened to look through Instagram, and you know, Gabe Taylor, Albert, and Rice is just balling. So, yeah, bro, this is what gets me. And you don't even offer the kid. Don't like, even talk to him. You're talking don't give about. Him time of day. Bro, you're talking about Sean Taylor's little brother, and you don't even sit down and talk no. to the dude. It's the thing, same thing with uh, with Frank Gore's kid, Frank Gore Jr., man. It's the same thing. You don't even talk to the kid. I just don't get it. I, no, I don't. And look, I, I, retwe- I retweeted uh, Gabe's interception. I mean, look, that, that guy, is, he's playing at Rice, and he is, he is and what, balling out. And what number is he wearing? GT26, bro. Bro, I mean. That's all I retweeted it with was hashtag GT26. Bro, it's just, it's crazy to think about these local kids. Like, there was a kid uh, who ended up going to, to Tulane. Um, I don't remember his name. Jesus. No, uh, Machado. The Machado, linebacker. bro. Yeah. Machado. I would have took, took him over every linebacker we have right now. No. I haven't seen what he's been doing in Tulane. Have you seen anything on him? Is he? No, but I just watched him out of high school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wanted to be in Miami, and you know, you know, again, you know, even like someone like Tim Burns Jr., right? Like, again, uh, unfortunately, you know, they cut ties with him, but it's like, and then we just had a, one of the Washington Twins or something just decommitted from the University of Miami today, or I mean, yeah. earlier in the week. So it's like, what do you do with situations like this? And I said it, 
if we lose to Michigan State, how many people are going to decommit? And what's going to happen? And yeah. here's your first one. So there's there's a lot there, right? But but the first thing that pops into my head, like I don't like the fact that we take commitments for guys other, a year out, right? Yeah. Like I think your policy should just be, hey, you know, you can you can silently commit to us. That's fine, and I'll tell you, you got a spot. But we're not gonna we're not taking any public commitments until this date, which starts the new the new calendar year. The, the day after um, National Signing Day, we'll start taking commitments in your class. Until then, we don't because those kids never stick. Well, I won't say they never stick, right? But a lot of times, you know, things change, right? Their performance right. changes, right? If you if you're a recruit bird right now, if if you're a defensive recruit that is committed to the University of Miami. Why wouldn't you stick to that recruit recruitment? Because at the end of the day, you can literally, if you're good, you should be coming in and starting week one. Like, yeah. and, and we need it. So you look at what's going on, especially with the DBs. You look at the Marquise Williams. You look at the, the Fegans. You look at the uh, uh, Chris Graves. You know, you look at people like that. And, and obviously Kamari, you know, towards ACL. You know, he'll be ready. You know, yeah, it does. But again, he's got a long recovery time and yeah, you know, so yeah, that's yeah. fine. Right. But you look at those guys, like tell me like they couldn't come in and start week one because what we're showing yeah. on, on our DBs and not disrespect. Again, I don't want, I always say this. I don't want to disrespect any of the student athletes, but they threw the ball downfield twice. And now I'm talking about Michigan state. They literally mm-hmm. took two shots down the field, two touchdowns. Got both like yeah. and again over over season. Like, I don't know what you're looking at. You 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 know, you're baited, you know, you gotta where's your safety help? I don't know if you're playing, you know, cover cover one, cover two, you know, one high. I don't know what you know, where's Gervin? Where's Bubba? Like, where's somebody? Like, where's your safety help at, right? Like you're getting beat over the top. There's an issue there. Um, and if you're gonna play press and you're gonna play man to man, because they were going to run the ball. You knew that that was their mentality. We're going to just, we're bigger up front. We're going to pound the ball. But you had, you had opportunities to stop them in the backfield. You just couldn't tackle. Like some of those tackling issues, you know, I don't know if it's for a lack of, you know, preparation, but you learn how to tackle when you're in like mighty mites, you know, four, <laughs> five, six years old. Like junior midget, bro. Junior midgets, man. <laughs> so, you know, something came out earlier on Twitter um, this week where they were showing Miami in like week four or, or like their fourth practice doing tackling drills. Like, and I'm looking at this drill and they're literally chopping their feet. I don't know if they were looking for stutter steps or whatever, but my mentality when I played ball was look at the hips, go right for the hips and wrap up the legs. Mm-hmm. Like how hard is that? Now everybody wants to try to, you know, apply like a big blow to the head or to, you know, to the upper like the chest and try to knock them off their feet. Like, yeah. if you literally go, to push them off balance, bro. Like, literally, just grab them by their feet. If you grab their leg, I mean, it's you're you're, you're not a statue. Like, you grab your leg, you're gonna fall, right? Like, I just don't understand why we can't tackle. Well, it's part. It's, it's also due to the targeting rule that's changed how they how I think coaches teach people to tackle. Right? Okay, but Bird, I'm gonna stop you right there. Targeting rule is for. Up in the neck and head. Uh, up high, up high, right? What yeah. did I just say? When I was playing football, we were taught hips Look, and legs. I'm, I'm with you, but what, I, what I'm saying is, is that I think that the way that they're teaching it, because if you teach that, still, if a guy lowers themselves, you're getting the targeting and, and you're getting pulled out of the but game. But if you're right? going for either hips or their legs, I don't care how low a guy goes, yeah. you should be lower than that guy. 
You should. You should be. But all, all I'm saying, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that I think that because of that rule, it's changed how coaches teach how to tackle. Well, and speaking of that rule, because there was a game that we had picked and we picked the um, Auburn over Penn State. Like that was such a bad call uh, going against Auburn um, as a targeting call. Like when they were going down uh, Penn State to a little screen pass or something out on the outside, the guy was spinning around to get into the end zone and the guy came and hit him with, it, with his shoulder. But the guy kind of falling down, the guy kind of hitting the shoulder, neck area, and they call targeting. What are you supposed to do? Let the guy just reach for the end zone and give him the end zone? Like, it's a physical sport, man. <laughs> you know, like uh, that's, that's what it is. Everybody signs up to play a, a physical sport. Now, the, the targeting rule is out of control, man. Like, I mean, and, and, you know. Well, let me ask you this. What's worse, the targeting rule or the taunting rule in the NFL? Because, like, this is just getting out of hand. To me, the targeting rule, because, I, you know, the, the taunting rule is just, I mean, it's stupid. Right, but it doesn't affect the outcome of games. I mean, but it targeting, but it targeting rule, the targeting rule could impact two games. Like if you lose your star safety for the first half of a of a, a you know of the next game, yeah, right. Like now you're all of a sudden you're not impacting the outcome of one game. You're impacting the outcome of two games. Well, and, and there's no there's no consistency when it comes to the targeting rule. That's my okay. problem. There's no consistency. Like if you have a rule. And you need to enforce that rule because obviously Miami didn't get that call against Alabama, and that was clear cut. Like, literally. my goodness, like it's it's the to definition the of what they of what they do. Yeah, the crown of the helmet to the to the head, right? Like, yeah, but yeah, Bubba, yeah, and Bubba actually gets thrown out because he lowers his head as the guy was falling down. Because yeah, he was I mean, going down with the guy, correct. Yeah. you know. So th- the problem with the with the referees and and I do think that there's some type of. I want to make sure I say this right away. I feel like not that there's a conspiracy, but I feel like the NCAA has control to do whatever. Like, and I mean, the officials have control to really dictate and, and change the outcome of the games based on. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, the the NCAA is 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 just a uh, it's a worthless organization. The, the few things that they are involved in are are an absolute dumpster fire that they that they do control, right? But you know, I I mean, they do influence the outcome of games. <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, I go back, I, I go no back to that penalty, it. that that penalty on on Corey Gaynor. To me, that wasn't a penalty. Like the guy was running, Corey was in front of him, hit him from the front, but you call a peelback block. Like so. You're supposed to stand there and let the guy chase down your guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you know you already passed him, so you can't block him. Those are the type of calls that I think really change the outcome of games as well. Changes your momentum, you know. Yeah. But let, let's talk about the game a little bit. So obviously it was, I mean it was blazing, like just Ooh. blazing. So you're thinking Miami's practicing in this weather. They're used to this weather. And before I even like get into the third quarter, where it looked like Miami was gassed on the defensive line. Like, third quarter. Bro, like literally, they look gassed. Like, yeah. why are you gassed? Michigan State's like, okay, well, we're just getting loose here in the third quarter. So let's talk about the first half. Obviously, we had opportunities. Again, I, I want to talk about that drop by Will Mallory. At what point do you sit Will Mallory and say, until you catch the ball, we're going to go with the young guy? Because this is not the first drop. This is not the second drop. This is multiple drops already in a three-game span. Yeah. What happens to your upperclassmen? Same thing with Mike Harley. Like, what do you do to these upperclassmen? Do you still feel like Manny's playing seniority ball? Or do you think it's time to say, Manny, 
your best players should play. If, if X is making plays in the slot, and, and to me, Romello had a phenomenal game, as well as Rambo. We'll talk about Rambo later on. You know, at what point do you sit some of these upperclassmen? Well, so here's here's the thing with that, right? There's a number of number of ways you can you can go at that. First off, I think if you bench them, like outright bench them, it sends a message that you know you're giving up on the entire season. Right? But, but hold on, let me let me stop you right there. I don't think you're giving up on the entire season. I think you're setting an example. If you're not going to perform, we're going to find someone else who will perform, and then right. you have to earn your spot back. Yeah. So, so yes, but I'm just saying if you, if you bench those guys, like, you know, like what they've done, you know, like, like the way Pope's benched, right. You know, I'm not saying that that's not completely warranted. Right. But the way that Pope's benched, right. Like, so what we're saying is, you know, Hey, Mallory's had some drops. You put his butt on the bench and Arroyo's tight end one. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, okay I think, that. I think for the game, right. So like in, the, in that Michigan state game, you know, yeah, you probably should have sat well. Right. But you, you, you tell him, you'd be like, Hey, look, you just don't have it today, man. You know, you got to make those catches. You know, you'll get your shot. You'll get your shot back. Right. But, you know, putting the guy on the bench and stashing him away forever because I'm not dropped. saying stashing away or whatever. But again, yeah. if if you let's just use that as an example. Right. If you put you pull Mallory and like this week here at Central Connecticut State. Hey, Elijah, you had a great week of practice. You've caught everything. You're actually going to be, t- you know, T1 this week. Who says that Elijah doesn't just say, you know what? Now it's my job. Like you got to get it back from me. At some point, you have to be able to set an example and set a precedent that we're not going to play daddy ball per se, right? Yeah. That's, this is what it boils down to. It, to me, Manny is playing daddy ball. You, you can't have the consistency of the same people doing the same thing over and over again and telling me that they're still better than the other people because we haven't seen the other people. Yeah. That's my problem. And I'm not trying to be – I'm not being mean. I'm not being facetious. I'm being a little bit having a little bit of constructive criticism because I'm trying to find out why these young guys aren't getting the playing time that I feel like they're deserving. If the other guys aren't performing, you know, like you want to talk about Pope. Yeah. Pope didn't even dress out last week. Right. He said that, you know, he sat on the bench. Uh, there was news this past week that, you know, he's switching to DB. I think that's a phenomenal move. The kid, can, the kid can run. He's got fluent hips playing receiver. Who knows? He can turn into another Sam Shields. He- he needs a change, man. There's there's no way that he's going to make it back in the wide receiver rotation oh, here. Not with 100%, the young guys that are 100%. And you know what? That was the same. Sam Shields had the same issue. He was his big recruit, four-star recruit coming out of, you know, the Tampa area. You know, he couldn't catch the ball. So, you know what? He finally flipped to the other side of the ball and became a great NFL corner. Like, yeah. that. listen, who's a post? He's 6'1". Probably has to put on about 10 more pounds. I think he's like a 170. But put about 10, 15 pounds on you, do muscle, whatever. Man, who's to say that you can't literally became a, a tip top, you know, DB for the University of Miami? I'm I'm hundred percent with it, man. As soon as I heard that he was practicing with the DBs earlier this week, I'm like, that's phenomenal. Great. Same thing like, with Wiggins, right? Wiggins is six three. Flip his ass over there and let him play DB as well. You know, yeah. this is where these kids have to go. And I think it was Pope who initiated the conversation, from my understanding, he said, Hey, obviously. We have lack of depth at cornerback, right? Yeah. Why not? Why not make that move? To me, that is a smart, intelligent, and a mature decision by Mark Pope if he decided that it was his responsibility to go say, "Hey, coach, maybe I can play on yeah. the other side of the ball." If yeah. you want to be a team player, to me, that is what a team player does. He puts himself, he puts a team first over himself. Now, there's some other talk. Obviously, uh, the other day, uh, 
someone tweeted at me and, and sent me a message that like James Williams deleted all his content off of Instagram. And, you know, <laughs> now they're thinking that uh, Leonard Taylor and James Williams are going to hit the portal. Like there's so much going on right now, but that's another name that I want to talk about. Um, is someone like Leonard Taylor. Like at what point, and I trust Jess Simpson. I feel Jess Simpson has the, he has that clout. So he could say, Hey, look, he's just not there yet, but he's getting there. Right. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't understand playbook, you don't understand schemes, you don't understand, understand somatics, you're going to leave your team out to dry. But at the end of the day, our team's not doing well right now. So we got about 30 seconds, Bert, and we'll, we'll probably talk about it more in the third second. Talk to me yeah. about Leonard Taylor. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, I, like I said, I trust Jess Simpson. And what Jess Simpson said in his press conference was, you know, he's he's making all the right moves, right? He's just not there yet. So, you know. I just – I obviously, we got – you know, we got a – I'm giving us a, a, a 92% chance to win this week. You know, there's always that 8% that, you know, hey, who knows, right? I'm just – I'm throwing it out there. So <laughs> we need to see we need to see some young guys. Woo. So check this out. Bart takes the break and we'll be right back. All right, you're listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio, channel 145. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong. We are resilient. And we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. 
Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Leonard Taylor, James Williams, <laughs> Cam Kitchens, Romilla Brinson, Jacoby George, Bashar Smith. I'm just throwing names out there that really this week, Tyler Van Dyke, Jake Garcia. These are guys, Cody Brown, Thad Franklin. You know, these are guys that I think, you know, Ryan Rodriguez, Lawrence Seymour, like I, I don't care who they are. You have to be able to get young guys playing time. So let's talk about the most important position right now. And that's your quarterback. Yep. And, and I'm not gonna want I'm not gonna be that guy that's gonna sound negative on Derek King because I, I think the guy is a true leader. I think he he exemplifies everything that you would want in a leader at the University of Miami. Yes. I just don't feel like he's there this year. What we saw last year were flashes. We saw consistency. We saw someone who didn't turn the ball over. Fast forward to 2020-21, we see somebody who is allowing sacks, not reading progressions, making bad throws, turning the ball over. At what point, and now there's a situation with his shoulder, yeah. at what point do you say, hey, King, we love you, you're our leader, but I think we need to go in a different direction. Do you think that yeah. that happens? So long term, wow, there's a, there's a lot there, right? Yeah, so let, let's talk about so it. First, first off, you know, I mean, 
I, I love that kid, man. And I think he's, I think he cares more than any, anybody else on the entire team, right? Like his heart is there, but I will tell you, like there were wide open throws, probably four or five of them where I sat, I sat in the end zone, you know, up at the 200 level, man. So I just, I saw it unfold. Right. And I mean, I just, I'm like, Oh my God, you know, you got X or, you know, you got Harley or you got, you know, you got Rambo wide open streaking down the field. And, you know, there wasn't pressure on him. It wasn't that he had to run away. It was just that he either didn't see it or didn't have confidence in himself to get the ball down as far as those guys were open. But they were wide open. Like, I probably could have hit the throw, and I don't throw that well. Agreed. Right? Agreed. No, agree. no, listen. <laughs> so Agreed. Yeah. So, so you know, there's that, right? And, um, you know, I just – I think the guy needs to, to take some time. I think no matter what, like, you know, his shoulder – I don't think it's good. Right. And, you know, um, I, you know, there's, I don't think there's any way that that kid should suit up this weekend and play. Um, and I think that there's a chance that he misses more time, right. Just from, just from, you know, what's going on with that shoulder and, you know, what I witnessed after the game. Right. So, you know, there's, there's a chance and I don't know that I'm not a medical expert. I don't know what happened. I'm not an, I'm not an insider, <laughs> you know, but you know, I think that there's a chance that he doesn't, but I do think that any time off is good for him to get his mind right, to get his body right, and to get his confidence back under him. Because I'll tell you what I think. I think his confidence is is, is shook on himself right now. I mean, you attempt 59 passes. You know, you, you throw – there's there's kind of a shred of a chance of us coming back, and you throw an interception on a on a really bad throw and a bad, bad throw. Bro. Like, that's where you take the sack, right? And, yeah. And, like, and that's where – you would think that someone being, you know, a fifth-year senior would understand that. Like you're not throwing an out route, yeah. you know, as you're falling down, and it's like, like, a, like just like a balloon out there. Yeah. Like you have to learn to tuck that ball, take the sack, you know, live, live to see another play, right? This is a smart guy. This is a smart football player. Like he knows he made that mistake. Like he's not, you know, he knows that's on him, right? He knows that was a bad throw. It was a bad decision, um, and it was a critical mistake. And I think, you know as bad as we feel, I think he feels a hundred times worse, right. For, for, for being the guy that, that made it happen. So, you know, the best thing for him is to take some time off is to catch his breath is to gather his thoughts is to, to let some other, you know, somebody else jump up and play for a little bit. Well, I, I I'm looking at the quarterback position at the university of Miami and two different ways. Obviously you and I have had it already kind of discussed. The ACC is still wide open. And again, your season, and this is probably not going to be a a fan friendly comment, uh, but your season doesn't really start until Thursday night against against uh, Virginia, right? You know your 100%. next your next two games after Central Connecticut State, I think, is going to determine how your season is going to finish. You have Virginia, and then you have North Carolina. So after those two games, based on how you play. Whether if you play good and you come out of those games being 2-0 in, in the ACC Coastal, Ooh. I expect you to run the Coastal. Absolutely. Right? If you go I mean, 0-2, now we're talking a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you talk 0-2, and, I mean, we're, we're, we're looking at some serious uh, – I mean, you know, like pitchforks and signs outside of the – outside of the. Yeah. <laughs> outside I mean, you're, the you're, you're literally is just as bad as Florida State is right now. And, you know, yeah. that's something that – you know, you would never th- think that Florida State – and I, I have Florida State not even winning. I mean, I think you had them winning two games or something or three games the whole year. Well, uh, I, I knew they weren't going 500. I knew that me, me and Pergo yeah. had something going on. 
I said, Pardo, there's no way they're going 500. He goes, I'm telling you, you look at the schedule, look at the schedule. And I said, John, like, you know, again, I, I, listen, I would chalk it up as right now they should be sitting at one and two. I didn't think they'd beat Notre Dame. I didn't think they'd beat uh, Wake. I had them beating Jacksonville State, you know. You know I did too. Right? <laughs> but then now you look at their schedule. They're going against Louisville this week. Oh, bro, Louisville red, Louisville's red hot. Yeah. I, I'm just – I don't so, think there's – I don't think there's any chance. And then Syracuse is a, is is kind of a toss. I mean, Syracuse has put some points on the board. But then they then they have Clemson. I mean, yeah. and Florida. Like they they have they play well, quality they play quality games soon. They do. Yeah, they're they're so, not winning any of their last five. But you know, going back to the Miami schedule though, in the ACC slate, right? It's open. You're, it's it's wide open, right? And look, you know, Virginia. I think out of any team kind of scares me the most just because of the way that they play. And that Brennan Armstrong kid is just okay, all over you, the place. But if you go back and watch the defense that Carolina implemented against him, I think you need to kind of mimic that same type, right? Um, well, they still allowed four touchdowns and, and 29 points to him. <laughs> but again, I, I go back to Carolina is not that good. I said that earlier in the year. They're oh, not yeah. as good as they, they were in the past. Like, like everybody thought Virginia Tech, okay, now Virginia Tech's a team to be in the Coastal. No, they'd be the Carolina team that was not that good. And again, it was only a 17-10 ball game, right? So now what happens is they finally played, and that's why I picked West Virginia this week. I'm like, you know what? West Virginia is going to win that game. And they were down pretty big. They ended up making a comeback against West Virginia, but they still lost. Nobody, you look at the Georgia Tech, you look at the Georgia Tech-Clemson game, like Georgia Tech played strong. They played hard. They played physical. Like, I would would rather take that loss at 14-8 against Clemson and be like, Look, we're building on something. Miami don't even look physical. They yeah. look, they literally look, and, and I'm going to say this, and, and with the utmost respect, they look like a D2, D3 school right now. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd agree that they look that bad. I mean, we look bad. There's no, I mean, Burr. look, we're missing tackles. Burr. That's for that, sure. That is a D2. What, what's the team that always wins? The North Dakota, State. North Dakota State, I guarantee you, would give Miami a run for their money. Oh, I would, I would absolutely agree with that. But so I'm saying, but that's a D three school, two. But still, I, I I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, Miami looks bad. They have no, they have no heart. There's no fire. There's no drive. And I think that's again. Let's talk about um one of my favorite movies, Remember the Titans. Big Julia says, attitude reflects leadership. If the leadership is not portraying a sense of urgency, a sense of fire, a sense of passion, a sense of go get it, why are the players going to have that? Manny just sits there on the sideline. Oh, back call, ref. Back call, ref. Really? How about grabbing one of your kids' face mag and asking why he didn't make the tackle on, on, the, on the running back instead of trying to block somebody? Like, how about getting up in one of your, your players' faces? Show me some type of motivation. How are you motivating your kids? And it's the same thing with the assistant coaches. I see nothing. You want to talk about our special teams. You want to talk about our linebackers. Who's our linebacker coach? Who's our special team coach? It's the same person. But at the end of the day, the same guy has been calling the defense for the last five years. Manny Diaz's defense is the same thing it was in 2016. Let's push up the edge. Let's try to get to the quarterback, and let's see what happens. Yeah. And yet, we're not getting no pressure. Chance Williams looks – you know, he looks pretty good. Um, again, Harvey looks the parts, 
you know, like literally looks the part, but I haven't seen anything from him. You know, DeAndre uh, Johnson, DeAndre Johnson from Tennessee. We talked about this last week. Is it DeAndre Johnson? Yeah. Like, yes. What has he done? Zach's had some flashes here and there, but with Harrison Hunt, Nesta, Ford, like tell me what our D-line has done. They got manhandled. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm just – just trying to call I facts, mean, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you're, you're you're not wrong, man. I mean, I watched you know, Corey Flag get outran by a quarterback. Literally, it was like third down and nine towards the fourth quarter. Quarterback scrambled up the middle. First down. Corey Flag was trailing. What happened to all our speed at linebacker? Yeah. Is that our speed at linebacker running four sixes, four sevens? Because that's what it seems like we're running. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to be critical. I'm trying to have constructive criticism. Because this is what I'm seeing on the field. And this yeah. is what I'm not used to. You know, again, I've seen some really, 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 really great teams at the University of Miami. Maybe I'm spoiled. But I've come to I've come to realize that the University of Miami is just not a good football program at the moment. Is Manny the guy to get us there? That is still to be determined for me because I can't say, hey, you've been there three years at the head. You got to go. I still feel like you have to have a full cycle of your recruits, right? Like, again, the defense is still his recruits. But let's say we finish sub-500 this year. I mean, are you ready to, at that point, say – Well, if you go sub-500, like, you literally, like, flush your season down the toilet because from what you saw last year and what you had returning, how did you regress that far? Exactly. With a, with an open with a schedule that is really really an easy schedule. Yeah, the way this thing sets up at the end, man, eight ACC games in a row. Uh, they're back and forth, home and road, right? So they've got a they've got a nice balance of them, right? You don't have to go through you know long road. And you have, and you have a nine day layoff before you go to Carolina. Yeah, you got plenty. You got plenty of time in there. Um, yeah, I mean, look, this thing sets up well for you, right? And, you know, to me, right, like you, you ask, is he the guy? Well, you know what? The resume doesn't look great so far. <laughs> we, right. we know that, right? But you look at these games and and to me, like, look, I'm I'm, I'm in for the rest of the year, right? Like I'm yeah, going to, I'm I'm going to choose going to, yeah, to stand in the plate and, and I'm going to choose to believe in the rebound and I'm going to choose to, to believe, you know, that this team just based upon talent has the ability to, you know, win these ACC games. Hell, the, we should win yeah, all of them. You, you but, literally – so, again, you, and you're 100% correct, Bird. There's no reason why you do not run these next eight games off the board. Yeah. I, I mean, then, you should be sitting at, at what, 10-2 and two at the end of the season? Well, we have yeah. eight games. We have eight games left or nine? Eight. Eight, right? Well, seven, eight. seven ACC eight. games. Seven ACC games won against Coastal Carolina or uh, – Whatever, Central Connecticut. So we have eight games total. So at that point, you're sitting at nine and two going into the ACC championship game. Yeah. And if you win that game, you're 10 and two going to a bowl game. If you finish that bowl game and, and 10 and two, if you win the, so peep that, right? If, if you win, say, say you win out and you win the ACC championship, are you a playoff team at that point? Not with two losses in the ACC. No way. Not, not even possible. But like, let's let's play this scenario out, right? You win those eight ACC games that are all eight winnable, right? Like, 
you catch lightning in a bottle, you get you get some stuff figured out, you get a couple players that come out of nowhere that are that are really cooking out there, right? Like maybe a Rambo goes and has a you know a record setting year as a wide receiver. I mean, heck, after twelve catches and two touchdowns last week. And he should have had twenty you should have twenty catches. And <laughs> he should have. Because you were wide you're, open all day. DB's playing fifteen yards off of you. I was talking yeah. to I was talking to my buddy Chris Baker, who played for Michigan State, ended up playing for the Jets and for the Patriots and stuff. And we were talking uh, the other day about it. He's like, I would have threw the ball to him every single time until that corner came up. And then I would hit it, hit him with a double move and hit him over the top. He's like, I don't know why Miami didn't they didn't stay with that that pass play. He goes, but I'm thankful they yeah. didn't because that was wide open <laughs> all game. So, yeah. but you're right, right? If you catch lightning in a bottle, you win the next eight games. You're yeah, sitting you're at ten and two. Ten and two going into well, that. well nine, nine, nine and two going into the ACC title game. Ten and two. Well, you got to figure you win that Central Connecticut, right? So, well, that's what I'm saying though. You have you, this is this is game four, right? Yeah. You only play eleven game schedule. Twelve. Twelve. That's why I asked you. So you have eight. You have eight AC games. Eight ACC games and four out of conference. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying so. You have you have nine games left. You said eight. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah so, so okay. Yeah. Yes. So again, so you're sitting at a you're sitting at um, ten and two going to the ACC championship game. You yep. win that. You're at eleven and two, and then you have a bowl game. Like, listen, you finish a good top, bowl game. Yeah, and you're finished. Well, technically, if you win the ACC and you're not in the playoffs, you're at the Orange Bowl. Yes. So, so you I get mean, a home game. Correct. You get a home game against another. You know, you're probably hitting a Florida. Michigan, a Florida, Florida um, you know, one yeah. of the, one of these, you know, maybe an LSU, you know, Texas A&M, yeah. you're, you're hitting somebody who's a serious program. Correct. Well, you get a chance to go in there. You win that game and you're 12 and two. Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> Manny's not getting fired. Dude, no way. <laughs> you get an extension off of that. Oh, well, no, no, no. I, listen, here's your two years. Off we'll, that? Dude, we'll, 12 and two with a, no, no. you're not, degree. you're not getting an extension. Not after what we saw so far. I, yeah. I think you have to prove yourself a whole nother year. Because yeah. he has still he still has two two more years on his contract. So yeah. you'd have to show me a whole nother year of you know bringing this back. Because now my thing is now with the King situation, and again, you're losing 15 starters going into next season. Like at what point do you start playing all your young guys to see what you have moving into next season? Because your season next, I mean, listen, yeah. you got AM on the road to College Station next year. Like you got some some legitimate games that you got to be ready for. And why would you wait till spring or why would you wait till fall of next year to kind of get these guys ready? Get them ready now. Like get the yep. young guys, get the young guys some burn and let them let them see what they have going into next year. Let them yeah. be the man. Well, I think that's what gives you that lightning in a bottle is it is interjecting the young guys into yeah. into there, right? So you know, not benching the starters and the veterans, right? But getting the young guys involved and getting them to push the starters. But anyhow, we uh, we got to go to break here, brother. So you guys are listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio Channel 145. We'll be back in just a moment. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuela Pola too, I'm, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuela Pola? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva, la potra, la caballota, la reina y mi queen. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, Bird, here we go. Second hour on the Kane Gang Radio Show. We are pumping it out, you know. Last couple segments, man, we, we really kind of got a little animated. We kind of got excited. But that's what I like about the show is we can sit and there, there's a lot of times where you and I are, are really like like focused and, and driven on the same thing. But then the last couple shows we've been doing, we've been kind of complete opposites and kind of not not arguing, but like debating. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's yeah. a difference. And I think people have to understand there's a difference between arguing and debating. Um, but it's good though. Yeah, 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 no doubt, man. I mean, cause here's the thing, like, you know, right now the, the, the state of the, of the program and the state of, you know, everybody's fandom, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's challenged right now. Right. I mean, you know, look, we're all, we're all hurt. We're all really upset by what we've seen come out on the field. I mean, that's, that's the one thing that we've all got in common. Right. But, you know, <laughs> my, my, my thing on this is, is that, you know, when you look at it, man, you know, I mean, everybody wants, okay, fire Manny, fire Manny. Well, what? let's talk about what happens if you do fire Manny right now, right? Like, you basically send a couple messages. Number one, you're giving up on the season, right? Like, we've gave up on the season. There's nothing to play for. So what message does that send to recruits, to, you know, our current players, to their families, to people who maybe, you know, thinking about going in the portal, you know, I don't think it's the right message to send. I mean, I think, you know what, you go through, you say, hey, you know what, you saw behind closed doors. You got the rest of this year, man. You you got to put it together, right? And whatever you got to do. He's not going nowhere. I mean, you, 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 yeah. you don't have the resources to fire Manny Diaz, right? 
And, and if you do, let's let's play hypothetical. Let's play hypothetical college football GM, right? Yep. You fire him. Who's stepping in to take his his, his role? It's going to have to be somebody internally because yep. I don't see you going outside the box. Oh, you um, absolutely can't. You literally have to go internally. And so when I think of who is re- who would be the choice to replace Coach Manny Diaz on an interim basis, I look at somebody like a Rob Likings. Um, I, I, you can't even do a Bob Shoot type situation because I don't know what his contract from Michigan State. No. You, he can't coach. So obviously that takes him out of the equation. You don't give it to Lashley because honestly, I, I'm looking at Rhett Lashley as the second coming of Al Golden. And, and I say that this way. Everybody thought Al Golden was a used car salesman. He came in with the seven pillars to 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 resurrect Miami football, to make it better, blah, blah, blah. Yet last year we saw some things from Coach Rhett Lashley because of what he did at SMU, because of what he did a little bit over at Auburn. But yet I haven't seen anything this year. No. And, and <laughs> so, like, you sold me the bill of goods – but yet, I'm not seeing anything. You know what I mean? So when, when you're talking about hiring somebody internally, who would be your choice, Bert? Let me ask you that. I, I think it would probably have to be Likens at this point, right? I mean, I think just just from being an energy guy. But, I mean, I don't see that as an upgrade over over Manny because here's the other thing. Let's let's say you fire, you fire Manny Diaz, right? You also are firing your defensive coordinator at the exact same time, right? So, But uh, would that bother you? I'm just I'm just asking the question. Would that bother I, you? I think it it does, and here's why. Because you know, I think no matter what, if you fire Manny, we're gonna have a worse win loss situation than we would if we kept him. Because you 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 don't have the pieces on staff to to turn everything around right now, right? Like you don't have that that next head coach that's on the staff that's that's there and ready and waiting, right? You know, what are you going to do with the D? I mean, yeah, T-Rob's called the D before, but he's had absolutely nothing to do with any of the, the defensive players so far other than the, other than the secondary guys, right? So let, let, me, let me ask you this, and we talked about this a little bit before, not on the show per se. Is it, is it viable? I'm, trying, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to use big words, which is very rare for me. <laughs> you breaking but, out the dictionary and the thesaurus uh, right I, next I, to you, I, or what? I'm literally hitting Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> is it viable for the head coach to be the defensive coordinator? I and, and, the re- and the reason why I ask is because of this: when you're the offensive coordinator and the head coach, you still get to see the whole field. You're seeing everything that's going on. You're calling the plays. You're still watching what's going on. But as a defensive coordinator, when those guys are coming off the field, say it's a, you know, say it's a quick touchdown or whatever or whatever, whatever. Yeah. What are you doing? Are you are you being head coach? Are you watching what's going on with the offense? You know, what what about special teams going out there? Like, are you checking with the defense? Like. I just find that as is a conflict of interest. 
Hundred percent, bro. So I absolutely think that's that's a terrible move, right? If your head coach either calls your offensive plays or your defensive plays, and I know you said, "Hey, yeah, you can call, call the offense," right? But even still, man, I think that the head coach's sole job is is to keep the team's mindset right and to make sure that you know all the calls. Like you know, he might not be calling the plays, but he's calling. You know, if you get in a in a fourth and two, you know, and and you know, maybe you're in four down territory. That's, that's his job to think through that and make that decision and then radio up to the OC. Okay. We're going to go for this. Give me, give me a call. Give me a call. That's going to get this or you right. know, hey, what, we got it. Okay. Yeah. Let's go for it. Right. You know, you got to have somebody, especially when you play in close games, that's, that's watching and managing the clock and that's managing your timeout situations. And that's listening to every single member of the staff and all the different things. Plus, if you get a kid who's, you know, who gets, you know, who you got to, you got to either get into or who, you know, maybe, maybe when Will Mallory drops that play, you know, that head coach needs to go over there and sit and be like, bro, you got to lock it up. You got to make that catch. But when you get stuck and, you know, Mallory drops that and all of a sudden you're on defense, you can't go over to him and have that conversation, right? Because you are locked into the defensive play calling. I hate it in the NFL when guys are head coaches and general managers. I think your head coach always has one sole job, and that is to be ultimately accountable for the results of the game. And yeah. they should not call plays, right? Like you should have your thing set up where you know what you are the head coach of two teams. You 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 know you're the boss or the CEO of two teams. One is your offense. One is your defense. Well, actually, three teams, right? Because your special teams is a part of that as well, right? Yeah. And I also, I also hate the fact that our linebacker coach, and it's not so much that it is Packy, but that our linebacker coach is also coaching special teams, right? Like I think a special teams, you know, you got to have another coach who's there with them, who's solely focused on everything special teams related. Well, I, I mean, there's just a plethora of problems going around with the program right now as much as again if you tune <laughs> ever since you tuned in like after the game on saturday on social media it's just been fire blake james fireman fire manny diaz fire this person fire that person fire the custodian fire fire the guy <laughs> fire the guy that's giving me chicken wings down in the field club like i, I just don't think like realistically, like that's that's the answer. Yeah. As bad as it is, and I say it's bad, but you're literally lost to the number one team in the country. App State is a is a a, a really good G five program who's up and coming. Well, um, let me let me correct that. They are the best record wise G five program over the past five years, man. But again, I'm just going to say they're they're a good program, and you know, right, right. it's a respectable program. It's a respectable program, right? And then you just lost to Michigan State, who happens to be ranked now into the top 20. This reminds me of 20, 2018. We were ranked, I think, number eight going into the game against LSU. <laughs> and, 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 and again, let me preface this by saying I'm not a big proponent of preseason rankings. You would think that Miami bring in as many people back as they brought back. Obviously, you lose Brevin on offense. That's really all you lost. You lose Phillips. Rousseau didn't play last year, so you can't even count him. You lost Quincy. Really, that's all you lost on defense. So you're thinking to yourself, okay, we have a pretty solid nucleus coming off an 8-3 and three season. And, again, I've said this before. It potentially could have been if you played that Georgia Tech game. I think you win that game. But potentially you could have been 
nine and three if you still count the bowl game, which you should have won, right? And I'm glad we didn't win that game because again, say you won that game and you're sitting and you did play the Georgia Tech game, you finish at ten and two, and your losses were to Clemson and to North Carolina, and they were bad, both bad losses, one hundred percent bad losses. Um, right. The Carolina actually worse than Clemson. I don't know if Clemson decided just to take their foot off the gas on us or what, but you know the Carolina Matt, Matt Brown says screw that, bro. I, you know I'm, I'm giving it to you, raw dog. You know I'm not even I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not I'm not even soaping it or lubing it. I'm literally going raw dog on you. Right? So you know that that outcome was very very indicative of how our season you know transcended towards the end of the season. But again, you're thinking to yourself, okay, you're coming into this season. You have all these guys coming back. King's looking healthy. King's going to start the season. You know, you're sitting at eight, uh, 14, you know, preseason ranking. You get smacked. Like, you got bully smacked. And I'm going to put it that way, right? Like, you literally walked into middle school on the first day of school, and an eighth grader came up and just straight bully slapped you, right? Yep. Said, you know, go back on the back of the bus or whatever. Took, your, took your lunch money and took oh, your shoes off your feet. Yeah, man. literally. Just get back just get back in the bus and go back <laughs> home. Like, that's how Alabama did us, right? So then, again, you play it out. You know, okay, you, you took the beat, you took the whooping, you, you know, you get back up, you're going for round two. You know, you go to App, you know, App State comes in, you play a tough game. And, and again, I still think that there were so many opportunities for you to blow that team out, and you should have blown that team out. You should have. Cost some mistakes, penalties, drops, whatever the case may be. So then Michigan State comes in, and at the same time, as, as bad as you played, you were literally still in that game. Um, so let's train. Let's 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 transcend here to now. What's happening this week? You have Central Connecticut State, and, and you and I, and we'll get into this probably in the next segment. But so now you have Central Connecticut State. I don't care if Miami Bird comes in and puts up seventy nine points against Central Connecticut State. People are still going to complain, and I I say people, the University of Miami fans are still going to complain about something. Yep. Oh, they only gave. You know, they gave uh, TVD 19 attempts and they only gave Jake 15, right? Yeah. Like, what's going on, man? You know, or, or, or vice versa, bro. Like, yeah, look, look, you know, I think our fan base is, you know, we're, we're just so like, we're just so ready for this all to be over, man. Like, we're so ready to, you know, to 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 get back to somewhat of the form of what we were. And I don't, I don't mean, you know, that, you know, that, that. Pumping out national championships, right? Because it's oh, you're it's so hard you're, you're, you're you're literally so far from that. Oh, you're so topic. far from it. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but like what I think we all want is we all we all want like you know respectable effort, like you know like go out there and fight, right? And you know and and you know when we go out lately, like the past couple of years, they're really they're, there's there's so many times when this team has just not even looked like it's fighting. Right, like it's just I like can't, I can't whatever. even use the word. I can't even use the word. I want to see consistency because we're consistently bad. <laughs> like, so I can't even use the word consistent. You know what I mean? So, but I get you, man. Like, it just seems like they come out unprepared. Again, remember the Titans. You know, attitude reflects leadership. If your coaches are coming out with a, a focused mindset, with a focused game plan. Why do you expect your players to come out in the same type of mentality? Now, let me ask you this. Bird, you're playing college football. I'm going to spin this a whole different way. The Dirty Bird's out there playing playing tackle for the University of Miami. Left or right? It doesn't matter. You're, you're running a 3-4, so you're in the middle, right? You're, you're in a nose tackle. 
All right. So, your I'm coach. Big, I'm, I'm Big Vince. Can big I wear seventy? Can I wear seventy five? I'm wearing seventy five. So, you come out pregame, blah blah blah. He just knows that the coaches are just like just full of a bunch of crap today. <laughs> but you know that you have a job, you have a responsibility. You're trying to get yourself to the next level. Right. Shouldn't your mentality be that of, hey, I'm going to do everything in my power today to do the best that I can and to the best of my ability, regardless of what my coaches are doing? Yes. Right. Like, yeah, you should you should want to you should want to put on. Right. Like, you know, you should want to you should want to ball out. Right. And I think one of the problems with our with our coaching staff is they rely too much on that mentality with these guys, right? Especially defensively, right? The Manny defense, right? What what is it for the defensive line every time? Get in, beat the guy, put pressure on him, and, and go sack the quarterback, right? We have like literally the most predictable defense of all time, right? It's edges up, the, just run as fast as you can, leave the and, gaps, and where's our fillers? There's nobody. And why did North Carolina beat us? Because Mac Brown absolutely knew that that's how Manny plays defense. And he just said, okay, you know what? We're going to run this delayed handoff because I know that they're not going to do any adjustments to stop it. And that was literally open all, all day. Right. And until we actually go in and, you know, get somewhat strategic and start making adjustments defensively and don't sit there and think we can play the exact same defense the entire time. We're going to keep getting cooked like that. <laughs> you and, know? And, and it's funny you say that because here it is. That, that's 2020. Now we're in 2021. I think Carolina just scored on us again. I'm just mm-hmm. throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, they're probably, probably, you know, that, that, that trip to Chapel Hill, right? As much as I think that team is beatable this year, you know, I think they're going to do the exact same thing to us this year coming up, right? Why change, right? Why, why change what's working? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if, if, <laughs> If, if it's not broken, don't fix it. You know, and, and obviously you saw last week, what was the attack on the University of Miami? Run, 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 run. Yeah, we might sprinkle a pass in here or there just to kind of keep it, you know, keep it keep it honest. So, but they literally just kept running the ball. Yeah. Well, we are, uh, we're coming up on break here, man. I know we got to keep getting into it, but uh, let me take us to break here. So you guys are listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio, Channel 145. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. 
furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing. You're going to be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a thing little nobody can be crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn stronger because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction see if you're always winning then you don't really understand what it is to win you, you got to take those losses you got to take those hits there's got to be the valleys the peaks the ups the downs in order for you to when it does happen you go wow you know this is what it's all about on behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Trying to, oh my word! So obviously we're we're pre-recorded on Fridays, but Marshall literally just took it to the house on a kickoff return, the way that App State did against Miami. Oh Lord, bro! 
mean, they, <laughs> and I'm watching this play play out, and I think it was some type of trickeration. So the guy gets it, and it looks like it's going to be a, a reverse, and the guy just goes straight up the field and houses it, though. Like, bro. All right, so anyway, getting back to off topic. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to talk to you to ask you how you and Kelly are doing on your fast. Because I haven't uh-huh. really talked to you. I haven't talked to you this week. I know you guys went on a 60-hour fast. And, and again, we can change our – we can, we're, we're unscripted. We, we, we really are. So for, those of you, <laughs> for those of you guys who don't know, like the Kang gang, we literally are unscripted. Unless we have a guest coming on, we will, we kind of have some questions ready to go for the guest because I think that's kind of being professional. But for the most part, we are literally unscripted. Like yeah. we literally get up and just talk. So, but I know you guys are doing this, this keto, this, you know, net carby. Yeah. And, you know, you guys had the 60 hour fast this week. So, so tell so me how you doing? and Kelly are doing. Well, we're, we're killing it, man. I mean, look, you know, we just finished a Sunday night. Uh, we had, you know, our dinner. We're done about five o'clock and then did well, yeah, it again like until Wednesday morning. Pasta, like, what'd you go in on? Uh, I actually, did, actually, had, actually had wings and a bowl okay. of chili. You, yeah. you went so, up, you went in. <laughs> Yeah, but look, 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 wings are on the keto diet, man. They're, they're, you know, chicken wings and hot sauce, man. You know, hot sauce is no blue cheese. Mind point. No, but blue cheese is awful. I, 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 I rock with ranch. Say ranch. Oh, man, you're a turtle. Moldy, I swear to moldy, God, bro. I just, bro, I, you like moldy cheese, bro? Oh, man, blue no way. Dude, blue cheese tastes like if you had like Swiss cheese and you left it out on the counter for like two weeks and then you never, ate it. Never. That's what blue cheese tastes like. Never. Awesome, All right, so, so 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 you rock with someone. Now, do you rock with like the Frank's hot sauce or you rock with the Cristal? Like, who well, the, well the, the best chicken wing sauce to me is the Ricky's chicken wing sauce, man. Never had it. Oh, that's good stuff, bro. Never had it. Ricky's hot, yeah, that's the that's the good stuff, man. Okay, but uh, yeah, look, I mean, I like all hot sauces, bro. Every, every bit of it, you know, bring it on, but yeah, we did this, we did this fast, and we have this Okay. And, uh, you know, I mean, they had like, you know, the drinks and the broths and all that stuff that we, that we had through it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we have, we have friends of ours. I have one that, you know, he made it to 90 hours before he ate, he just went into overtime on it. And I mean, look, you, you really feel your body like <laughs> burning off, you know, some of the, the gut fat and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, it's been killer. I mean, look, you know, I'm, I'm about two months and one week into it. Uh, as of this morning, I'm, 20 or excuse me 36.8 pounds down uh with more to with more to come right so you know look i feel great man i mean and you know i mean i was getting up there man i mean i was i was 290 and uh you know i mean i was i was you know high blood pressure and all that stuff man and you know it's just time for a change man and time to time to live life better man you know and uh i've been rolling with it i feel great so all i know is I, there's no way in the world <laughs> I could go 60 hours without potentially um, eating something. Well, I mean, you have broth. <laughs> and yeah, look, yeah. You treat broth like a, like a, like a, like, like we did at, uh, at New York prime in Atlanta, bro. I mean, you would, you treat that meal just like that, that cup of it. I mean, you, you savor every bit of it and then, you know, but it, and honestly, like when I look back at it, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. So speaking of New York prime, I would be down to go Friday night, tonight, whatever night it is. Before we're sleeping. I mean, bro, like there's nothing like that 40-ounce porterhouse that I had bro. up in Atlanta. 
you know, and I know, I don't remember what you had as far as protein, I mean, you know, but I know you, uh, you rocked the, the, the caramelized or the roasted Brussels sprouts. Was that, was that correct? Oh, yeah. Roasted oh, yeah. Brussels sprouts. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I'll, I'll order Brussels sprouts every time I see them on the, uh, on the menu, man. But I had this, uh, I had this bacon, which were these giant strips of pork belly. You did. Right? And uh, no, that was incredible. Then I had the, uh, the center cut ribeye, which was I mean, on, on another level, man, the way that they, that they put that together. And then, um, you know, also had the Brussels sprouts on the side. And then we had that, uh, we had that cake at the end, that, uh, that, that, um, that butter cake. And butter bro, cake. Was, I didn't, I didn't have any butter cake. Well, you, I, had that, you had that cheesecake. Cheese bro. Hey, and I was thing, man. I was so <laughs> livid. So listen. <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not opposed to sharing my food from time to time. Right. But like first bro, bite, first bite's always yours, man. Always. Man, don't, no matter don't, what. Listen, it's not like we got the cheesecake to share. Right. Like, that cheesecake hit the table and I saw Derek grab his fork and just took, just took the, just took the, the, the point, the, bro, the, the, the center point of the cheesecake and pulled it off. And I said, Ooh, I said, that's not going to go over well. You, and, you saw and, me say something. And right? you look like, down, you're like, dog, what the F? Bro, really? I did. Really, I bro. did. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing you don't play with is my food, man. Because yeah. you know, plus if I get wings and you want to have a couple wings, you know that's fine, man. You know, like even like my steak was all cut up. I wasn't done eating my steak, and my man over there was over there reaching over and grabbing some <laughs> of my steak. I'm like, dang, dog! Like you know, you going in like lucky, that? Lucky that's our boy right there. You know, <laughs> if that was someone else, he might have got stabbed with a fork. For real, yeah. So, but yeah, so good. I'm, I'm glad you guys are. I'm glad you guys are sticking to your guns and you know holding it down with the, with the whole keto thing. And you know what, what's the end goal with the keto thing? Like, at what point do you say, well, hey, you know, Kel, we're done with this? Here, here, here's the thing. There's a difference between a diet and a lifestyle change, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so a mm -hmm. diet is just, hey, I'm looking to drop ten, right? But yeah. you know, if you if you do that, you drop your ten pounds. What's going to happen? You're going to go back to your old eating habits, and you're going to go back. You're going to gain that ten pounds back without without question. Yeah. So for me, this is a lifestyle change and this is not an end in, in sight kind of thing. So, and, and by that, it doesn't mean that I'm going to do it forever, but it means, you know, Hey, I'm going to go until I get where I want to be, which is, I want to tip the scale once at 199. Then I want to go back and I want to build back up, you know, the right way with, you know, with muscle and, and put some good weight on and put it on in the right places rather than the wrong places. Um, and then, you know, from there, you know, my diet will change, you know, I'll probably, you know, I'm, I'm probably always going to be really carb conscious because I think it's easy to eat that way. And, you know, the carbs and the sugars and all that stuff is bad. I mean, honestly, I used to make fun of like, you know, gluten sensitivities and all that because I thought it was BS. But now that I'm not eating gluten, I'm telling you right now, man, I, I feel a million times different. And I think that has a lot to do with it. <laughs> you know, e eating, eating is just it's bad in general. So two times this past week, Marie and I, we had went to that's called Healthy Delights. So okay. basically it's build your own salad. And uh, so um, obviously she gets a little more things than I do. But so I walked in there last night and I get the romaine and the iceberg. Um, she usually gets the romaine and spinach. Um, so then I throw chickpeas, egg, cheese, croutons. Um, I throw some, some lean turkey. I throw some grilled chicken um and some cucumbers 
and then I get hot sauce, like buffalo sauce, and and then they put it and it's all in a big bowl, and then they just chop it all up. You know what I mean? Wait, you tossed all that with buffalo sauce, bro? I, I got to eat it with something. Like they didn't have they didn't have French or blue cheese or anything like that, so I had to go oh. with buffalo sauce. So oh, and I would go with that over both of those. Anyway. No way. What, what are you talking oh. about? You don't like buffalo sauce? But no, I love. Buffalo oh yeah, sauce. yeah, yeah. I'm but talking I, about the blue cheese you were talking about. I, bro, I love French dressing. Like growing up, French was. I can't even say the S word, but it, it was a shizzle, right? <laughs> um, but like, I used to love French dressing, but I, I don't do it. So anyway, so then Maria gets hers, but she gets like beets and, you know, she, she Maria does like to eat healthy, you know? Um, so, so two times this week, I, I literally, I had a salad. Um, my biggest, my biggest, you know, thing for me is, is soda. Like I have a hard time not drinking Pepsi, Dr. Pepper, like for years, I literally, I was solely Mountain Dew, like for years. And I'm talking about like the double gulp, 64 ounce, like twice a day, plus like two cans a day, like just killing it. Right. Um, now I'm on Pepsi or doc, like to me, my favorite drink is Dr. Pepper. One of my favorite drinks of all time. And this might sound kind of funny to people is cream soda. Love cream soda. Like my mom, my mom, you know, you know, rest in peace, mom, love you to death. But man, she used to get this cream soda. And so you remember back in the days you used to make the AW root beer floats? Yeah. My mom still I still will. But my mom made it with cream soda. And it was just so much better having cream soda. <laughs> so I literally, man, if I get a, a cold, super cold, like glass of cream soda, it's like the best thing ever. Right? So anyway, so I am trying to eat healthy. You know, again, I know we're kind of talking about, you know, the keto and, but you know, Maria, we, you know, she's like, Hey, we need to work out. Also, we have the weight set. We have the half rack. We have the weights all in the garage, but you know, sometimes I come home from work and I just, I don't feel like going in the gym well, you've been working <laughs> in the heat all the day climbing around in attics or crawl spaces or you know new construction sites i mean you're you're always i'm, on I'm already right. burning calories like i'm already burning. Yeah, you know? so anyway so that, that's our topic for food so anyway i'm glad you guys are doing good i'm glad you guys are getting healthy you know i'm sure aaron's probably with Aaron's probably still hitting the cheese pizzas and chicken tenders. Oh, bro, and- she, she polices us, man. Like on that fast, I would open the refrigerator and just look in there. Cause yeah. I, you know, like, look, I was just, I, I was hungry during it. Right. Yeah, but I'd look in there and then I would like close the refrigerator door and she would just pop out of nowhere. What are you doing? And I'm like, dang kid, like go find something to do. Like go in your room or something, man. Like get out of here while I'm trying to deal with this i'm trying to grab me i'm trying to get a yogurt like can i can a man just get a yogurt all right so before we get to the next segment which is the last segment i want to get into what's going to happen on saturday night obviously king is most likely out so here comes the young guns and, and i say the young guns and i'm talking about the slingers so i want to get into the last roughly you know five minutes of this segment and then we'll go into probably the next segment talking about the two quarterbacks that are going to probably I'm, – I'm not sure if I say this right. I don't want to say they're going to go out there with like guns a-blazing and slinging it because if they're running games – so my thing is you have to throw the ball. Like there's no reason to try to run the ball against this team. You have two quarterbacks who really need to see what, the, what you've got in them. You have to throw the ball. Would you agree or disagree on that comment? Oh, absolutely! You gotta, okay. you gotta open it, hundred yeah. percent, man. You gotta open it up. You gotta, you gotta see what's, uh, 
what's out there. You got to put these guys in, in, in tougher situations too, right? 100%. So that, you you yeah, have right? to be able to get them third and long. You know, I want to see what they can do moving forward. So yeah. let's let's start with, with and I, I really like both guys. I yes. do have a tendency to like TVD a little bit more at this point because he's already been in the system a whole year. Not taking nothing away from Jake Garcia. I think the kid's got the moxie. I think he's got the charisma. You know, he's got the he's got the it factor, right? Um, family, you know, family with uh, with Randy and, and his and his mom, just phenomenal family. Um, when you look at someone like TVD, he looks the part of that prototypical six foot four, two hundred twenty five pound Ben Roethlisberger slinger, right? Yes. I mean, he he's looks, even bigger. He's even bigger in person, man. Like it's the craziest thing when I see this guy. I'm just like, yeah. oh my gosh, man, this guy's a monster. And, and I and I really like his measurables. I, I like I like what he brings to the table. You know, so when you when you bring up these two two individuals, and Jake's not that far off. You know what I mean? When you yeah. look at Jake Garcia, um, when you look at his actual stats coming into um, Miami. You know, he's that type of guy who is going to show up. And, again, he's six two and a half, maybe, maybe 200 pounds, which is somewhere around there, right? Somewhere so, around there, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think they're both, you know, you know, 6'2", 200 pounds, you know, give or take. So they both look the part. What I want to see is how does Rhett Lashley, how does Manny Diaz, how do these guys control these two individuals? Because to me – I, I don't know if they're going to play quarter, 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 quarter. I don't know if they're going to play a couple series, you know, rotate back and forth. But you, like you said, you have to put these guys in game management situations. Because I tell you right now, Bird, if they go in and, and light this up, and I say light it up, say one guy throws for 400 yards, just throwing a number out. It's possible. You don't start that guy against Virginia the following Thursday? Well, Here's the thing, and, and I have nothing to know this, like no inside sources or anything like that. Like, I think we're going to be without Queen King for a few weeks. I think this isn't just a one week thing, right? Like, I'm guessing this is going to be an extended absence. So, what I feel is that these guys are playing for playing time, or really, they're going to, they're kind of in, in a shootout this week. I wouldn't say a shootout, but they're in a competition. Somebody's going to be one. <laughs> somebody, yeah, somebody's going to come out of there and going to be QB one for the the UVA game, even if it doesn't get announced that way. Come Thursday night on a short week, um, that's that's who's going to be that's who's going to be slinging it for us, right? Whoever looks the best, and not so much whoever has the best stats, but whoever's making the best reads on offense, who's who's putting the ball in the right place, uh, you know, who's not making mistakes, right? That's who's going to play in that Virginia game, right? And I mean, look, I'm I'm good with either one. Like, I I think the world of both of them. I think they both have really really bright futures. You know, I think we absolutely need both of them. And I think they both have a role uh, on this team uh, for for a long time to come, right? You can't just go in and have have one quarterback, right? So, um, you know, I really don't know what to expect as far as who's gonna gonna win it. But I do think that they're both going to bring their A game, and I think they're both very deserving to play. And let's put it this way: if we get into you know that Virginia game, one of them starts, right? Let's say King sits, one of them starts. You know, I've got complete confidence if one of them doesn't, that the other one can come in and and, and play. You know, or one starts and you know gets knocked out, or you know maybe has a rough thing. We can go to the other one, and you know we'll have a lot of confidence in that person. 
Well, all I know is it's going to be interesting. And again, you can't really get a true test. I, I would like to see if King is going to be out. The next game would be against somebody with a little bit of higher caliber competition because I don't think you're really going to get a true sense of how these guys are going to perform against a Central Connecticut State. Uh, yeah. Again, I, I put Miami at 100% chance of winning this game. I don't see there's any way that oh, they lose no this way. game. Um, Absolutely no way. <laughs> let, let me but, ask you this. Yeah. No, well, sorry, we you, were going, you were going somewhere. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I'm saying like, we have to go to break. I'm, I'm going to break. That's where I'm going. So <laughs> so listen, you guys listen to the Gang Gang Radio Show, Series XM, Channel 145. We'll be right back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Series XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people. 
don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can, and the word don't is the word do, and the word won't is the word one, and in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. Take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. last segment here buddy so what what were you gonna say what are you gonna ask me i was i was gonna ask you you know if you're you're lashley you know what's the plan to divide up the reps amongst all the quarterbacks well i don't tomorrow? see I, I don't see a peyton matoka i don't see a ryan rizik i don't see them guys getting on the field i i think right now it's it's solely going to be between nine and 13 with king probably you know watching watching in the back i don't even think uh i don't think one even dresses that's just my take, and there's no reason to dress him. Um, and I think you have to play it by ear. If it's me and I'm Lashley, say say I start say I start nine. If, if, I, if I'm if I'm at Lashley, and I'm starting nine, and first quarter you just go boom 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 boom, and we're up twenty one nothing, right? Then what happens if you bring Jake in and you're still at twenty one nothing going into half? I'm just again throwing numbers out. Yeah. Third third quarter, you go in there, maybe you score another seven or ten points, maybe up thirty to nothing, and then the fourth quarter, you know, again, I don't know how it plays, but I think at some point, if you find, if you find a hot hand, if you see some, I don't care if it's Jake, I don't, I don't care if it's thirteen or nine, if somebody goes in and is making plays, maybe you stick with that person instead of trying to pull person out and put another person in. I don't know what the game plan is going to be like, you know, but to me. You know that your passing game, well, first of all, you know your running game is just atrocious as well. Um, but after this game, if I'm not mistaken, after this game, you do get Rooster back because he has a four-game suspension. Yes, um, much needed. <laughs> well, yeah, so why not use somebody? Again, I know you've got Cody Brown, Thad Franklin, but but like we mentioned earlier, like it was nice being able to save Bashar Smith back there as well. So I think you know this is the type of game, and we've said this beginning of the year, Game four is where you play all your young guns. Jacoby's, Bouchard's, Romello's, you know, 9, 13, 56, you know, Quentin Williams. You just bring all your young guys in and, and let them play. You know, I saw a stat the other day, and obviously I'm a huge Zach McLeod fan, um, but someone put a stat up the other day. He's only has his one tackle through three games, which I find that hard to believe because even in the Alabama game, I think he had – I think he had a half a sack. I think he had a couple tackles. So – you know, not necessarily like buying into some of the uh, some of the stats, but you know, Chance Williams looks good. You know, why not let him get some more PT? Um, I, 
you know, again, you know, Jahar, Jahar Far, you know, Harvey, he needs to play more. Um, Elijah Roberts, you know, these type of guys need to get in there and start playing. Yeah. But I lead that into saying these young kids go, especially going into next season, like you're not going nowhere. And we already talked about this, right? So your season is literally there for the taking. I don't care about the first three games. And it, it really doesn't even matter about tomorrow. It all predicates on next Thursday night against Virginia at home when you're at the Rock, you win that game, and then you follow that up with a dub against Carolina. I think the fan base turned around. Six and two. Or no, four and two at that point. You're four and two. And and, and then really, you know, you have the Pitts, the NC States, the Georgia Techs. Those teams should literally just – again, your season is predicated and and literally within the next – what nine, seven, you know, you know, three weeks, three weeks. That, that's your season. So your season comes down to the next three weeks. And if, if you somehow pull it off and you're sitting at four and two, you know, at the end of uh, week six. Ooh. And then again, UVA and UNC is probably going to be your toughest test. Um, 100%. 100% agree. Yeah. So I, I don't know what else to say, man. I mean, Ooh. Here's, here's how I break out those quarterback reps, right? Like, to me, I give TVD till the end of the first half, right? Like, I'm putting him in. I'm saying, hey, you're playing the first half, right? Then when I come back out in the second half, I'm bringing Jake out, right? And I'm probably letting him roll till about five to three minutes left in the first half. And then I give Matoka a series. And then, you know, hopefully um, I'm able to get Rizik out there for one series too. But what what does that do? Obviously, that does something for the kids, right? That does yeah. something for, that does something for seventeen and sixteen. But in all reality, it doesn't do nothing for your team. Yeah, well, here here's the thing, though. I mean, you know, you don't want to risk injury that late either on those guys. No, you know, no, right? no. I I get that. I yeah. I, I get. But that. I mean, I I think it also sends the right message to other people too that hey, if we're up sixty to nothing. You know, and you, you're you're Peyton Matoka, and you've been here for four years now. Um, you know, I want to give you the opportunity to take a couple snaps, right? Like, get yourself a couple, you know, pictures actually playing here, right? You're gonna put so much into this team. You know, I mean, you at least got to get the opportunity to to hit the field at some point, and that's when you play these these uh, FCS schools. You know, I think you got to try to get all the guys you can burn. You know. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they're out, like they're running your scout team. They're out there putting the work in. You know, they're going up and down the field. They're doing the classwork. They're doing everything yeah. that you know they should be doing. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about giving them a quarter. I'm talking about a series each. You yeah. know, not let them let them throw the ball a couple times. Let them, you know, let them hear the crowd be happy for them and applaud. And, you know, let them throw. You know, it, I mean, I liken it to you know Jimmy Murphy. I remember remember when Jimmy ran, ran that ball in. Uh, was it, it was a year before last. I mean, dude, the crowd went nuts when he did the backflip and all that stuff, right? You know, I mean, that's a guy who sat there and, and fought and, you know, busted his butt on the practice field, um, you know, earned him, earned his way up to being a scholarship player, and then finally got an opportunity to, you know, to take some highlights out of it that he'll take with him for the rest of his life. So, yeah, when you're up that big on a, on a, on another school, I think you absolutely take the opportunity to put those, uh, those younger guys in and give them some burn. So, contrary to the fan base, what happens if <laughs> CMD runs a table? Uh, dude, how do you fire somebody who, who goes 10 and 2? <laughs> you know, 
How? It's it's impossible. Uh, I know. And do you do you see any way that that does happen that they go ten and two? Sure. Look, I'm all look. Judging by what we've seen, right, it is highly unlikely. But listen, I'm always going to believe in this team. I don't care, even if we're if we're zero and eleven on the season and we're playing Alabama in the eleventh game. I'm going to believe in my guys and I'm going to hope for the best. Doesn't mean that you know I think it's going to happen, right? I mean, I'm, I'm I'm somewhat of a realist, but you know, it's my job as a fan of of this team and of this program, you know, to always support these guys, right? No matter what, right? And, you know, if other people think that their fan is, hey, you know, you know, with, with their fandom, if, if they choose to treat that where, hey, I'm going to go rep Oregon or Alabama or LSU, you know what? So be it. That's you, bro. You do you. I'm going to do me. I'm going to be sitting in the rock every single time that we play. I'm going to be cheering for us. I'm going to, you know, be bringing my kid. I'm going to show her, you know, my passion, you know. I, that's just what I'm going to do, bro. Yeah. And, and I'm always going to support these guys. And I know you're right on the same page with that, man. So yeah. All right, let's get into some pickings. Oh, you know, we okay. got about well, we got about nine minutes, eight minutes, give or take. So let's get into some pickings. Last week we we both we we both finished that one. We were, we had the same record, three and three. No, three and three. Two, three and three. All right, let's yeah. see if we can do better this week. So I want to pick some games here. So you, you going to write them down? Yeah, I got them. All right, here we go. We're going to start off with. Um, I'm trying to think of some good games. I, I'm pulling them up now. So week four. Well, I got, so, I got the I got the schedule in front of me. You want me to me call too. them out, or you got them? You oh, got I got them? a couple okay. of picks. So the UNLV Fresno State game tomorrow night. <laughs> or tonight, whatever it is. So obviously uh, our boy Tater Tot, you know, number eighteen, got it. Got some playing time last week over there. UNLV, yeah. um, Fresno State. That's always one of those teams that again you thought UCLA was the real deal. You know, blah blah blah. And then here comes Fresno State, and they just stuck a fork in them. So let's let's, <laughs> let's, let's start off with this game. So UNLV, Fresno State. I, I'll start off. I'm going to go Fresno State. I don't think UNLV can hang with them. But I think Fresno State, um, I like their offense. I'm going to go 34-20, Fresno State. Okay. So I'm going to go the opposite way on this one. I think uh, – I think- UNLV is going to is going to upset Fresno because they are uh they they're you know <laughs> they get that overconfidence of uh of of knocking somebody off right and I think they're riding kind of high and I think Fresno can be can be sneaky good man so I'm going to take uh or I'm sorry I'm sorry I think UNLV can be sneaky good I'm going to take UNLV in a close one 28-27 All right let's go with the game day game at, at 12 noon up there in wherever Wisconsin plays Oh, that's actually in Chicago. In Chicago, yeah. So, but <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it's going to be up that area. So yep. Notre Dame, Wisconsin. I'm let you start off on that. Yeah, I mean, to me, man, you know, Wisconsin has an has a unbelievable program. I mean, really, both of them are 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 you know have tremendous offensive lines, right? I think this is going to be a you know old school kind of you know low scoring game. Um, I've got Wisconsin in this one, seventeen to ten, just because I haven't been. Uh, really too impressed with the product Notre Dame's put on the field this season. Although I do think they have one of the best players in the nation in that, that Hamilton kid that's a safety. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. He's he's the real deal. Um, all right, I'm, I'm going to flip the script. I'm actually going to go Notre Dame, even though I hate Notre Dame and I don't want to pick them. But I just <laughs> I think they're a little – Wisconsin hasn't really showed me anything on offense this year so far that really makes me think, wow. Not that they're always like ever like a wow team. 
you know, you know, they've had great running backs, you know, with the Ron Danes and, you know, people coming out of the back, you know, Jonathan Taylor's, but I, I like, I like Notre Dame here. Um, I'll, I'm going to go 27, 17 Notre Dame. Okay. I got you. All right. All right. So one of the biggest games of the weekend is asking the sec, um, oh. A&M and Arkansas. Now, A&M starting a true quarter. They're starting a freshman quarterback, you know. Um, but, you know, that's something that's that's that Jimbo has done over the course of his coaching career. He's not afraid to, to let his freshmen play and let them get, you know, opportunities and let them get experience. And that's why I'm saying, like, Miami needs to let the same thing happen. I don't, I'm not worried about redshirting. I'm not worried about any of that. And you play your best players and, and you let, you know, let the chips fall where they may. If Leonard Taylor, let me just talk about this. If Leonard Taylor is better than, and I seriously hope that he's better than a Ford and a Miller, you know, those type of guys, I don't know why you're not getting any PT. We talked about that earlier in the show. But anyway, um, so A&M's going with a freshman quarterback. So talk to me about this game. So I got Arkansas in this one, man. I think the, uh, listen, I think that team is is for real. I think they're extremely well coached. Um, I like their I like their head coach a lot. Uh Pittman, great namesake, like mm-hmm. me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think uh I think Arkansas has the uh has the kind of mojo flowing right now. Um, I think they believe and I think they're gonna get the Texas sweep having won uh against both AM and uh and the Longhorns. So I got okay. Arkansas in this one. Uh, I do think it's going to be a close one. Uh, I got uh, 33-30, Arkansas. Uh, I'm going a and I'll just keep it simple. A&M, 28-24. Okay. This is great that we that we don't have any common picks this week so far, man. No. So, good stuff. Right. Florida State, Louisville. <laughs> you know where I'm going here. Why, why don't you kick this one off? Um, I just think it's a dumpster fire in Tallahassee. You know, again, I, I <laughs> they're sitting at 0-3. You know, I think of what I saw last week with Louisville and, and how they lit up Central Florida. Um, I, I think there's the train's going to keep rolling for Louisville, especially against Florida State. So I got Louisville. Uh, I got 35-21 Louisville. 35-21 Louisville. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I got Louisville as well in this one. I got them 42-10. Uh, I think FSU is, is, is shell-shocked. Um, and I think it's only going to go downhill from here. Uh, I don't, and I'll give you a sneak preview on the following week. I don't think they're going to survive against Syracuse. Uh, I think they beat UMass, but um, after that, they go into, um, you know, probably five games that there's no way they're going to win, man. I think this is a, a one loss program legitimately at the end of the year. Okay. All right. Well, so do you have a score on that or are you just kind of the same? Uh, yeah. I said, four, I said 42 tens. Oh, sorry. Pick. Okay. Wow. Yep. You went big. Um, yep. So two more games. Um, UNC and Georgia Tech. <laughs> this is kind of a what I saw last week at Georgia from Georgia Tech is probably the same thing that I saw Florida State do against Notre Dame. I think they just played up to the competition. You know, they fought hard, but I just don't. I think Georgia Tech's you know, trending in the right direction. I just mm-hmm. don't think that they're like realistically as good as they showed against Clemson, or Clemson is just really not that good either. So it, it's yeah. one of those two things, right? Um, so UNC, I got UNC winning this game. Uh, I got a 30, 30, 17 over Georgia Tech. Gotcha. So I'm actually going to pick Georgia Tech in this one. Okay. Right. Yeah. I, I think they're, I think they're due for a win. I think, uh, one problem that North Carolina has is that they don't, uh, 
they don't get up for the smaller games, and I think they they leave the door open to get upset uh, a lot. I think that's what happened earlier in the year against Virginia Tech. Um, I got Georgia Tech in a really close one and a thriller here, 21-20. Okay. So, obviously, we got about a minute and a half, two minutes to go. Um, final game, Miami, Central Connecticut State. <laughs> I think they're the Blue Devils. They're not the Duke Blue Devils, but I think they're the Blue Devils or the Devils. I know that's who it is. Um, yeah, Blue Devils. Blue Devils, right? So, obviously, I mean, I'm picking Miami. And I'm picking them big. I'm going 66-3. to three. I'm just – I'm throwing it out there. I'm throwing the gauntlet down. And if Miami doesn't put at least a 50-burger on, then we have problems. You know, you're yep. talking about a uh, a school that is coming from the Northwest. Now, obviously, it'd be nice for TVD because he's from that area. You know, he's from the Connecticut area. You know, maybe he has some players from, you know, that he played with that's at that school. So it would be good for that. But, you know, yeah, 66-3 Miami. Yep. Uh, I've got Miami 77 uh, to, to seven in this game. I'm, I'm wow. throwing all sevens in there just because here's, here's the deal. I think, uh, you know, obviously Manny hears all the noise and he knows he really needs to put the gas on this week um, to, to kind of silence the crowd as much as he can. So yeah, I got, I got 77, seven in this one, man. I think the last time we scored 77, we played Savannah state. I could be wrong. I think that was, that was at that game. Of course. Lorenzo lingered had a touchdown. I'm yep. not mistaken. Um, yep. I think points. it's his only college touchdown. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody has heard, but uh, CMC for the Panthers, I think, pulled his hammy. So, yeah, I just saw that. I'm, I have him playing in fantasy right now. Oh, so. you're done. Six so, points. Oh, dude. I've, you're done. I've had the worst fantasy season ever. It's unbelievable. I got more. He's actually got, you know, not six catches for 100 yards, so I'm doing pretty good on that. So, anyway, so listen, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Can Gang Radio Show here on SiriusXM. As always, Slam Radio Channel 145. Shout out to the Amigo. Shout out to Frank. Shout out to Lil Amigo. Shout out to all the little kids out there doing their best over there trying to learn how to get into broadcasting into the school. So, until next week, this is your boy DC with the Dirty Bird. We'll holla at you later on. Peace. The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.